This is Deep Dives, and I'm your host, Matt Samuels. And again, we are joined by our warm-up act slash executive producer, Miles Gross. Miles, welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me, Matthew. Such an honor to be here. And, you know, you have a pretty nice streak going here. I think it's, was it, three, four in a row? You're, you're like a modern-day Joe DiMaggio. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm starting to become a regular, and I like it. I like the way it feels. And I, honestly, I'm really happy that you're having me on for this one because I'm a big fan of this restaurant and I'm just excited, hopefully trying to get some free meals out of this one. <laughs> so you're, you're just here for the, for the free food. I'm just here for the free food. Exactly. Cause you don't pay me anything. So. Right. Right. You, is you get like a meal ticket because certain your salary is, is, um, is nothing, you know, just put it out there. So, uh, you, you're, I, I agree with you. I mean, when, when you're, you know, when you're living in New York, which is expensive and have, you know, um, have limited income, you know, from your from your side job, it's it's tough. Oh, for sure. But you're making do. You're making do. So uh, our guest is Darren Hawthorne, who's the president of restaurants at, at Golden Crest Caribbean Bakery, a mainstay, um, especially in the Northeast. Uh, but but they have 120 locations um throughout the country it's a it's a phenomenal business they their revenue they do well over 100 million dollars a year um so you know and it's and it's family run um going back you know all the way to his grandparents so uh you know really excited to have have Darren on the show hear more about you know the company and you know also you know his day to day and what he does so uh it will you know we'll we'll chat with Darren in a few minutes so, Miles, you've been to, we were talking off air, you've been, you're familiar with Golden Crest. You've been, you, you've, uh, you've been to the stores. Yeah, uh, my friends and I have gone a few times, and we heard that they're known for their patties, so that's what we got. And I, honestly, my personal favorite, I think, was the jerk chicken patty, but my friends like the beef. Um, mm. But they're both really good, and I know they have a, lot, a ton of other options as well. What's your, what's your go-to? Have you been? I've been, I've, so I've been with Darren, um, which uh, is an experience. We went to a Golden Crest one time together and, you know, he walks in the location and it's like, you know, I don't know, Barack Obama walked in. <laughs> uh, you know, they're, it's like the mayor's in town or something. I don't know. But uh, it was an experience. I think they brought over pretty much everything on the menu for us as we, you know, as we, as we sat there and and I'll never forget he had me try oxtail and I, I don't know if I had amnesia in the moment, if I wasn't thinking, uh, you know, I tried it and it was delicious. Um, wow. I can't do the oxtail. That's a little too, uh, too out there for me. I, I, the farthest I'll go, honestly, is probably like the shrimp tail. <laughs> well, you're, you're, you're cutting yourself off, but I didn't know that it was literally the tail of the cattle. I mean, that's, that's what it is. You know, so it's one of those things. It's like, you know, I I would have never tried it if I wasn't with Darren. You know, in, in that in that situation. Uh, how do but, I sign up for a personal tour with Darren? How how do I get on that? You know, if you're if you're if you're really nice to him after the show, maybe uh, you know, maybe we can maybe we can arrange that. That sounds good to me. I'm excited to hear how the interview went. Yeah, and. So, are you Miles? Are you? A, would you consider yourself a foodie? Um, well, you know, I know you haven't you... seen me in a year because this pandemic, but uh, I'm a pretty big boy. I would say I'm a foodie. <laughs> I, you I think can... I know how to how to take care of myself. <laughs> you can prove that you're a foodie. 
Oh yes, just by appearance. I don't have to sh- prove anything else. Just by just by you uh, witnessing me. Yeah. I I do remember. I do remember you at Thanksgivings, and and I do remember the multiple trips to the to the carving station. So it's not, oh, I was up not... for thirds. I mean, if you've had our aunt's cooking, oh my god, it's incredible. And and you you did the whole from what I remember that plate was packed with potatoes and and cranberry and stuffing and so you know that I think about it, you are a foodie. You're getting me really hungry. It's it's three a.m. and we're filming this. I'm I'm starving. <laughs> what are you doing up at three a.m.? We're filming this podcast. Got to get out to the viewers. Come on. I mean, listen, the, the, with, with the amount of money I'm paying you, you should, you, should, you should do this show whenever I tell you to. Right, but I get overtime for the viewers listening, and don't worry, he treats me right. And I get a free Golden Crust meal after, <laughs> hopefully. Well, it's, it's if, if you play your cards right. Yeah. Don't, uh, don't, don't get too excited. No, I won't. So we're going to chat with Darren Hawthorne here in a couple minutes, uh, a couple seconds after this commercial break miles you keep up the good work we don't know what kind of work you do um we're still trying to figure that out but whatever work that is we we hope you continue it and we'll see you again next week thank you so much for having me looking forward to listening to the uh the interview we'll be right back with darren after this and we are back on deep dives and we're joined by our guest, Darren Hawthorne, who's the president and general counsel of Golden Crust Caribbean Bakery. How you doing, Darren? Matt, I'm, I'm doing well. How are you? Thank you. I'm, I'm happy to be here. It's my pleasure. You were, you were a guest on the original Upper East Side podcast, which <laughs> makes, me, makes me feel old. But you were, you were there from the beginning. So, of course, you had a, for the reincarnation, we had, a, we had to invite you back. Oh, I'm, I'm happy for the reunion. <laughs> <laughs> Only a few things have changed in 10 years. That's it. That's <laughs> a little bit. Just a little bit. But uh, no, glad, of course, to have you on. And, um, and, uh, and really looking forward to hearing, hearing about, you know, everything that's uh, transpired with, with the company and, and all, you know, all the great work you're doing. So, you know, tell us the story of, of Golden Crust. Um, it's, you know, it's the ultimate success story and just, you know, your, your father and, and your family built such an incredible uh, company. What, you know, for people that, that don't know about Golden Crust, um, you know, or, you know, I've seen the stores, but, you know, maybe haven't eaten there before. You know, talk a little bit about, you know, the maybe we'll go back to how it all began and, you know, and how things, um, you know, how things transpired over the years. Yeah, sure. So what what a lot of people don't know is that. Golden Crust, you can really trace it back to 1949 to a small town that we call Border, uh, which is on the border of St. Andrew and St. Mary parishes in Jamaica. Uh, Not much running water, uh, electricity, you know, you kind of use lanterns and and those things. Um, So the roots really trace back to then. Uh, In Border, my grandparents actually had a small bakery where they sold breads um, and other pastries to the community. Um, and all of, you know, the siblings, I'll use siblings for, for lack of a better term, my father and his generation of siblings, a lot of them worked there growing up in Jamaica. Um, so that, that initial love 
for food stems all the way back to, to 1949 in, in, in small border uh, Jamaica. Um, my dad was, was here. He migrated to the United States in New York. Uh, at the time, he was working for the NYPD. He was packing. Uh, he, he worked in the packing room for weapons. Um, so, you know, after, after a long day shift, police would come in. Uh, leave their weapons in the room, and he, he would pack. He would pack them into into the room. Um, but my dad has always been an entrepreneur. My dad founded the company with uh, five of his siblings um, and his wife, my mom, uh, terrific lady, of course. Um, <laughs> that we know. <laughs> he's always had an entrepreneurial spirit. I mean, even back in Jamaica, uh, he raised farm animals on his own. And ended up selling them all so that he can buy a, a, a mini bus is what they called it. And he ended up driving. He had his own bus route back in Jamaica uh, at the age of 15. Um, and he was able to buy that bus by raising that those farm animals and selling that. Um, he also DJed back in Jamaica for, for some money. They called him Sir Wasp. Um, <laughs> that, that, that was his nickname. And, and the Jamaican language, also known as Patois, uh, we say wasp, like almost like a bee flying. And if if, if that if that's your nickname, it's a term of endearment. Pretty much means that that you're 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 really good at what you're doing. Um, so fast forward when we're in in New York, uh, while my dad was working for the NYPD, um, he was also preparing tax paperwork for clients as well. He'd always loved accounting, um, so he had about 500 clients while he was uh, <laughs> at while working at the NYPD. Um, so he never stopped burning the entrepreneurial candle. Yeah. Um, at, at one point, he realized, you know what? This accounting thing is is pretty cool. Um, the NYPD, you know, that's always a good time, good pensions, good benefits. Uh, but he thought that it was time to go back to his roots. And, and he saw an opportunity um, in Jamaican food, that there was a void at the time mm. for Jamaican food here in New York. Um, and, you know, fast forward, really in the entire country. Um, so, you know, in, in 1989, he went to the bank. Uh, he got laughed out of the room. You know, he's got this heavy Jamaican accent. He's talking to the bank saying he wants to open up a Jamaican concept. So they, they pretty much laughed him out of the room. Uh, so he wasn't able to get uh, uh, your traditional financing. So him and his five siblings ended up pooling all their money together. Mm. Some folks mortgaged their homes. 401ks were emptied out. Um, and they were able to pull together a hundred thousand dollars, which in today's world doesn't even sound like a, you know, a major, major to do, but you can imagine, uh, five siblings that just kind of got here. They just got to America and, you know, they were seeking that American dream. Um, so you fast forward we opened our very first golden crust in 1989 in the Bronx, New York, uh, it's our flagship restaurant and it's still there today. Um, uh, we're now celebrating what is to be 32 years this year. Um, and we're at 120 brick and mortar locations in nine states, two countries. Um, we're in over 70,000 supermarket chains uh, in the entire country. Some of the biggest retailers, the Walmarts of the world, the Costco's of the world, the stop and shops of the world, and, and many big other uh, retailers out there. Um, we've we've worked with the military. We've supplied the military. We've got contracts with the New York Department of Education, the D New York Department of Corrections. Um, so you know we're we're growing every day, 
And um, it all started with a dream just to fill a mm. void. Um, but it was an opportunity that, you know, they were able to seize. Well, Darren, I mean, I have to say, I, you know, I, I, I got to know your, your father a little bit and you know, a great man and truly the ultimate American success story. I mean, he, he embodied the American spirit and man, did he, um, did he, did he just accomplish so much? So, um, uh, just, just, just incredible with him and him and siblings. And, and now the, the next generation, what, what you and, and your brothers are up to, um, you know, for you, you know, it's, you, you obviously have, have the, the law degree, your, your general counsel for the, for the company. Was it always the plan to, to come back at some point? Uh, was it, was it kind of, you know, in, in the, in the, uh, you know, and always in the stars to, to be back at GK at, at some point. Yeah, no, that was always, always, always my plan. I figured I'd go out and, and, you know, I've always wanted to be an attorney as well. Um, so I figured I'd go out, uh, get a legal education, get some experience, uh, and bring it back home to golden crust. I mean, we've always had choices in our families, uh, whether we wanted to get into the family business to me, it never felt like a choice. It was almost like inception. You know, I worked at the restaurant, <laughs> I don't even know if I could say it. Well, nobody can get in trouble anymore, but I certainly was not old enough to be working somewhere. But I was, <laughs> I was, I was certainly in the restaurant. Um, I remember running around growing up in the business at the, at the manufacturing plant and always being fully, fully um, involved. So even when I went off to law school, I knew that I was going to come back to the company. Right. Right, right. Well, you can't be a Hawthorne and work for uh, McDonald's. That wouldn't, that wouldn't. Yeah, it wouldn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how many Hawthorns are in or are, are are working at Golden Crest? It's got to be. I can't even imagine. It's, it's it's many, right? I mean. Oh man, give or take. <laughs> if we're and I'll I'll also use those involved uh, that are franchisees. Uh, it's got to be about about thirty of us. Wow. Yeah, about thirty of mm-hmm. us, which includes second cousins and, and extended family members. That's the ultimate family business. I, I can't imagine there's many there's many companies that have that many members of a family, you know, running running a business. That's uh, it's a it's a family reunion every day. That's it. That's it. <laughs> so, so tell me about tell me about the you know for for our listeners that 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 haven't eaten in a golden crust talk a little bit about um about the menu you know obviously the you know talk maybe talk about the patty and and the you know kind of the you know maybe the origins of the patty and why it's the you know why it's become the you know success most successful you know uh, item on your menu for so many years sure so the we like to use the phrase the power of the patty uh the patty is what is essentially can be likened to a, a turnover um, with with filling and dough and crust, sort of like an empanada, uh, but different. And the origin of the patty comes back from Jamaica. Actually, a patty in Jamaica was what people used to eat when they didn't have a lot of money. Mm. It would be about one dollar, uh, very affordable, very delicious, and it, it is a staple in the Jamaican culture. A patty, you know, usually stuff it with beef, chicken, or some sort of vegetable or, or something of that nature. Um, so when you walk into any brick and mortar Golden Crust location, 
you know, you'll, you'll have access to, to our nine flavors of, of patties. Um, in addition to that, you'll be able to have access to other Jamaican cuisines like, you know, jerk chicken, brown stew chicken, um, uh, ackee and sawfish, which is uh, one of the main staples in Jamaica. Um, and we've, we've always kept it authentic. Our, you know, our peppers that are in our patty ingredients come from a farm in St. Elizabeth, Jamaica. You know, we go to JFK every week to pick up a ton of peppers and they come directly from the farm in Jamaica. So we certainly have not left our authenticity anywhere. Um, And also when you walk in, the expectation should be that you hear some Jamaican music in the background, you're greeted with a smile Mm -hmm. uh, and and all that good stuff that, you know, the executives of, of restaurants like to see clean, clean, great experience, great food, great people. That's that's the recipe for success, right there. Absolutely. And I, and the and you can't you forgot about the oxtail. I had oxtail one time. Oh, oxtail. Yep, oxtail is uh, you, interesting. You say that oxtail is certainly it's simply an, a, the the tail of an ox or of of a cow, and it is the number one selling item from a meal standpoint. It is wildly expensive for us, um, but too important to take off the menu. And that is certainly the fan favorite. I, I would recommend anybody that walk into a Golden Crest ask for that oxtail and don't hesitate. I, I mentioned oxtail because you uh, did have me try oxtail, and I, I wasn't. I thought it was, you know, maybe like a, uh, you know, like a, a synonym or or whatnot for for a piece of of beef. But I was unaware that it was literally the tail. And um, although good. It was, um, I didn't think I'd be eating a, a tail anytime in my lifetime, but it was good. Yeah. It was good. You gotta, you know, you got, you gotta use every, you gotta use every part of the cow. Right. And interestingly enough, 20 years ago, they were given oxtail away for free. Mm. And now, and now it is literally the most expensive protein on the, in, in the market. Um, an absolute delicacy. And it's absolutely delicious. I have, I have not met anybody in my life that's ever tried oxtail and not liked it. In fact, oftentimes what I do is I introduce people, I give them a plate. I don't even tell them what it is because I want them to tell me how delicious it is and then I'll disclose it to them. But um, you're right, Matt, that first time I gave you oxtail, uh, you were certainly, you, you were licking your fingers. Uh, but but of course that, that familiarity and that understanding of the cuisine is, is part of our job, right? It's part of, it's part of marketing. It's part of, go, of going mainstream. You gotta educate people. Um, right, I was I was gonna say that must be a, a a a challenge and an opportunity for for you and 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 you know and and your team in that you know in a lot of ways you know people in in, in the United States probably you know have have not been to Jamaica a lot you know a lot have not been to Jamaica don't know the Jamaican delicacies it's it seems like it's you know like I said a challenge but an opportunity to you know, to get people inside the restaurants. And we know, you know, once they get in there and, and they sit down and they eat, they'll love it. But, you know, has it just get, it seems like the hard part is 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 getting them inside, right? Yeah. And so the, I always tell my franchisees that, you know, with the marketing, we'll get them inside. And when they get there, you got to keep them there. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of a lot of things with the food industry is about familiarity and breaking things down. And we'll, we'll use oxtail as a continued example since we're talking about it. Um, you know, when you start breaking down ingredients to consumers, 
it makes them feel more comfortable. What is, you know, ultimately oxtail is beef. People love beef. Mm-hmm. Um, it's beef that's stewed and people like both. Uh, and then you never hesitate to, to certainly let them try the product, um, before they even have to purchase it. And that, you know, that, that always builds trust. Um, the patty is indeed mainstream right now. Like I said, we're, we're in every state, um, and, 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 and the patties are moving a lot. So we're able to cross market the, the golden crust name. Uh, and that intellectual property to drive people into our restaurants. Mm. Uh, if you look at our restaurants today, if you look at the consumers, it looks totally different from what they were 20 years ago. 20 years ago, it was hardcore Jamaicans, and that was it. Uh, you go into a Golden Crest today, you see all walks of life in there. You see people from every background, um, every religion, race, ethnicity, gender, and 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 the whole nine. And it's 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 pretty it's a proud moment whenever I walk in uh, and I see that level of diversity. Cause that means we're well on our way uh, to truly, truly becoming mainstream and putting Jamaica on the map with respect mm-hmm. to food. Why? Well, I think, you know, like, like you've done is combine a, a, a great marketing, great uh, operations with probably most important, a really good, delicious product you know it's once you get like you said once you get people inside the door i mean i you know i i just from personal experience um you know i i had never been inside a golden crust before i you know got to know you and and you know now i'm hooked and and you know and it was just that first time sitting down eating it and after that i'm you know i'm a lifelong customer so um you know that's 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 the idea yeah, we we've done so many tests, especially within the retail stores, because they you know they love to do tests prior to launching you. And one thing has continued to prove true: once people try us, they're hooked. Mm-hmm. So we continue, and we always push the sales team that you got to get the tastings done. And the moment that people try us, they like us, and it it continues to prove out every day. We see it in the numbers, we see it in the customer base. And we see it in the the line extensions that our retailers have requested of us um, as of late. Mm. Mm. Um, so, so yeah, no, that's uh, you're, you're you're certainly you know you're doing you're doing all the right things. Um, let, let's talk a, let's talk a little bit about you uh, and you know your your role within the company. So, as the president of Ge- and general counsel. It, it seems like it's kind of wide, wide ranging. You know, you're obviously, <laughs> you know, you're you're kind of, uh, you know, a utility player, right? You're kind of you're you're playing second base and shortstop, and it seems like you're you know you're kind of doing it all. Um, what take us inside? You know, kind of like one of your days. Uh, is it? Are they pretty structured, or are they all over the place? Uh, what, what's a day look like? Okay, so my days are different every single day. There is never a dull moment at Golden Crest. Um, from, a, from a pure function and department standpoint, uh, the title, what I ultimately do, and it's mainly on the restaurant side of the business, when we think about Golden Crest, you always want to think of it uh, on, a, on a two-way track. Um, one side, we'll call it the retail side, and the other side, we'll call it the restaurant side. Manufacturing and production would also fall into the retail side. And the restaurant side is mainly our franchisees, 
um, in our corporate restaurants. So with, with, with that respect, I had the pleasure of overseeing a terrific marketing team, a training team, a culinary team, franchise development team who sells our franchises, operations, design and construction, real estate and legal. So it, it is a wide net, but I have a very, very, very strong team. Um, and things change daily. And I'll tell you why, because Golden Crest, it's a living organism. Franchisees have needs. Um, franchise I support. Um, so if somebody says, hey, Darren, we, we got to sit down tomorrow. We got a big problem here in Brooklyn. I'm gone. Um, I travel very, a lot, very often. I like to see my franchisees no matter where they are. Um, I like to have personal relationships with my franchisees, which include knowing, you know, their family members and um, ultimately what, what their goals are in life. Uh, because I feel like I need to know where they're trying to go in order to help them get there. Um, so it is it is certainly uh, never a dull day at Golden Crest. Things change all the time, especially juggling both a retail side and, and a restaurant side. You know, when, when Walmart calls and puts in a big order, we got to get it done. You know, um, we've only we've got one manufacturing plant. So, you know, we're we're cranking out pretty often, (laughs) Um, but certainly never a dull day. Um, But I wouldn't trade it. I wouldn't trade it for the world. So uh, I'm I'm always fascinated by the the franchise model, because like anything, there's the the pros are real extreme pros and the the cons are can be can be real cons. yeah, talk about the the relation the the on your end of it, you know, uh, and and the, how the business has been structured, which which is predominantly, I think, um, you know, out of the hundred or, or so locations, all, it seems like almost all of them are are own are are you know of the franchise model. Uh, talk a little bit about the pros and cons of that, and how you've in your role have learned to um, you know kind of kind of work through that. Sure. And I'll, I'll, let me rewind back to um, uh, the early 90s. In the beginning, we were 100% corporately owned. We had 17 corporate restaurants, um, 1996. So from 1989 to 1996, we grew up to 17 corporately owned. And we decided to, to, to go franchising in 1996. Uh, we're the first Caribbean company to go franchising oh. in the country. Um, and we sold all the corporate restaurants with the exception of one at the time uh, to franchisees. Um, today, we've got three corporate restaurants and all the rest are, are franchisees. Um, certainly, certainly pros and cons to both. The pros, what are the pros? Okay, it allows you to grow faster uh-huh. because you're, you're using outside capital. You're not necessarily using your own money. You're not, you know, over leveraging your, yourself. Um an important aspect which my dad always talks used to talk to me about is it's always important when, when you can make money when you're sleeping, mm. no matter what, no matter what happens, no matter True. what the weather is, you know, no, no matter what the season is, I know royalties are coming in every Tuesday. Mm. Um, so, so that, that's certainly, certainly one of the pros. Um, the most important pro to me, for me personally is kind of what I touched on before. Um, I, I get to watch my team change the lives of those that have sought out entrepreneurship through mm. us. 
Mm. And we have so many success stories. Uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll submit a heavy majority of my franchisees are living much better than anybody in corporate. And that's how it should be. Mm. Because ultimately, they decided to take, in a lot of cases, what is their entire life savings and invest in our team. And whenever I go to work, I always tell my team that, too. Like, you know, our franchisees didn't invest in the brand. They ultimately invested the people that's fueling the brand. And that's us. Right. So you, you took your last couple hundred grand. You said, well, Darren's running this place. I'm going to bet on him with my yeah. entire life. Uh, so, so the biggest pro is watching the franchisees' lives change and watching their their dreams and aspirations come true. Um, but when you do go franchise heavy model, there's certainly some cons as well. Um, although I my my sentiment is that they're they're heavily outweighed by the pros. You know, the cons are you give up control. Right. You know, I, I got if I have a corporate restaurant, I can call up and we can make changes very quickly change prices quickly, run specials quickly, make modifications to the labor model quickly, make renovations quickly. Um, with franchisees, you have less control. Um, we've got a full operations team that has their own set of franchisees, uh, but you do certainly give up some control um, because the entrepreneurs, franchisees, you know, it's their independent businesses. Although when you walk in, we should all be functioning um, as, as one unit. Mm-hmm. Uh, another con is sometimes it, it can feel like a thankless job, you know, but you get through, you know, you get your gratitude through their, their success. So you, mm-hmm. I, they, they always say when you walk into, uh, uh, to a franchise location, you don't know if the franchisee is going to hug you or punch you in the mouth. You just don't know. <laughs> you just don't know. Be ready. <laughs> just, you got to be ready for anything and, uh-huh. and you got to be ready to juggle many different personalities. Right. I mean, Franchisees come from all different backgrounds. Some come from finance, some come from, you know, some from law, some from culinary, accounting, you know, every single background, every single personality, you, you have to be able to gel, to communicate and work side by side with them. Um, so th- those are probably the biggest cons. And, and you know, you, you dream sometimes, you want to roll things out quickly and efficiently but a franchisee may not may not be on the same page or or want to move as quickly as you and that goes back to that control factor um so i would say that that that's certainly the biggest con um but again weighed heavily by the pros right i mean it's it you i think more than anything your your ability to grow um is 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 so enhanced um, by by using outside capital um, that you know maybe you're willing to to you know kind of maybe put up with a couple a couple things and and a little less control. I mean, if you look at you know any of the of the the big big you know restaurant companies, uh, they all they all seem to seem to do it the same way. Um, yep, you know, correct, correct. So uh, you know, a big part of the business obviously is innovation and you know if you if you if you stand still you'll you know you'll 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 get past so you know one, one thing you were you we were talking about the other day is updating the menu and keeping it current and fresh and and you know we know that there's you know there's the staples that uh that that won't be going anywhere but you mentioned to me that you actually have a 
Beyond Meat product, uh, which to me is fascinating because I, you know, I've been eating Beyond Meat now for the last couple months, and not only is it delicious, but it it seems to lend itself perfectly to um, to your to your business and and to and to the patty. You know, talk a little bit about how that. Um, you know, where that came from? Did they approach you? Did you approach them? And, and you know, how, how it's doing so far? Okay. Yep. So the Beyond Meat patty has been absolutely terrific for us. Um, and it, it, it came about in a very interesting way. Um, uh, we, we, we know Russell Simmons, you know, the, the, the ex-CEO of Def Jam and, and right. all the other fat farm and all the other great things he's done and we actually were supposed to potentially do some business with him um it never ended up coming to fruition but he said hey i know ethan brown uh the young guy that's you know pushing this beyond meat product why don't i introduce you guys and we said absolutely um (laughs) we had one good phone call with with ethan um we told him what we can do, who we were, what we were interested in, certainly, you know, using his, his, his proprietary, I'll call it protein, <laughs> uh, <laughs> or, uh, his proprietary ingredients. Um, and we think that it could work in our restaurant and, and, and through our retail stores. You know, a couple conversations later, they sent us their first test batch and, you know, we did some market testing. The feedback was absolutely terrific. Um, so we ultimately ended up rolling it out in the restaurants first. And we had a bunch of, you know, joint press releases with Beyond Meat, which was terrific. Um, and then we ultimately rolled it out in, into retail. And it is part of our innovative thinking. As you said, if, if you're not innovating, then you'll, you'll certainly, you're, you'll run into some trouble. Um, you know, so we added Beyond Meat to to our, our our patty line, and at this point, Beyond Meat has now added the third skew to our what we call Good for You line. Um, as we all know, things are trending towards that less meat, more healthier lifestyle and living. Um, so we we certainly want to be on the boat for that. So we've created a, a Good for You line sure. uh, with Beyond Meat patties, our non-GMO spinach patty, and our non-GMO vegetable patty. I would imagine that the the Beyond Meat concept will be able to hopefully introduce you or already is happening to a new customer base, maybe someone, you know, a vegetarian or, you know, a a vegan or whatnot who, you know, who uh, up until this maybe, you know, wanted to try Golden Crust, but, you know, hasn't been able to. Yep, absolutely. So you've got your your traditional patties, right? You've got your beef, your chicken and your your original vegetable, which, you know, that's what they're selling back, back in Jamaica as well. You're, you're going to have a, a steady customer base, but it's that ability to innovate that'll bring in uh, a new set of eyes, a new customer. And as I mentioned before, when they try us, they like us, um, which could ultimately help with our points of distribution. And I'll tell you, we've got some other stuff out there as well, Matt. We, you and I didn't talk about this, but we have a we currently have a pizza patty running in Dollar Tree right now. Wow. Um, we also have a strawberry and cream cheese that we're working on as well. Um, because ultimately, and the beauty of a patty is it's ultimately a crust. You mm. can stuff it with anything. And the brand recognition has become so strong in some of these retailers that once they see Golden Crest, there's enough trust and credibility there 
where they're going to pick it up and try it. Right. Um, so we, we certainly have an ability to be uh, very flexible. And, you know, if, if they want it, we'll give it to them. You know, we are we are a firm believer that Golden Crust will not be limited or be in a box to say this is purely uh, Jamaican products. We want to be a, a conglomerate uh, that can certainly get on the tables of, of all cuisines um, mm. while, while keeping our authenticity uh, and, and making that very clear. But, you know, it, it's it's been a fun ride. Um, trying out, I, I never thought I would eat, you know, a strawberry and cheese patty. And I had one cream cheese patty two weeks ago in the R and D room, and it was absolutely delicious. <laughs> you, know, was, you, I mean, you don't know and, if you don't try, right? Yeah, yeah. And then you can hit the different day parts if you really think about it. You got, right. you can put an egg in a patty. Now that's a breakfast day part. You can put a pizza in a patty, and that's, a, you know, that that's a lunch or or dinner day part. You can continue to do that. Um, and certainly widen your customer base and continue to increase credibility and increase visibility on the space, uh, on the shelves. You spoke a little bit about the, the, the retail uh, component of the business. And, you know, that's obviously, you know, I, I know that, not, that that's not something that, you know, obviously, um, you, you know, you've been doing since the beginning, but it seems like it's really become... I mean, you get into Walmart, you get into Costco. These are, you know, the, this is the you're in the big leagues. These these are these are the biggest of the big. How much of an impact, you know, ha, has that made on the business now? And like you said, what I think it's 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 a double win in that not only are people, you know, buying the patties uh, or your products in these stores, but you know now it's 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 almost another you know commercial billboard. You know, every time, um, you know, it's just another place where people see see you guys, see see the name, see the see the colors, see the logo. It's just you know continuing, even if they don't buy it necessarily. You know, you're 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 all of a sudden in thousands and th- instead of being in you know hundreds of locations, now you're in thousands of locations. Correct. Yeah. So it 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 certainly allows you to to be in front of a significant significant amount of people as opposed to your your 120 brick and mortars our journey through retail has been quite interesting uh for lack of a better but lack of a better word mm-hmm. so in the retail restaurants our patties are they're microwavable patties they're what you call rte patties ready to eat so in the retail business you go to the store you pick up a patty depending on which store you're in it could be a two pack a 10 pack 24 pack or or, or single serve uh, it's in a, a, a specialized film, put in the microwave for two minutes and, um, and you're all set. But if you think about what that requires, it, it, you have to certainly elevate your infrastructure so that you can support a retail business prior mm-hmm. to getting into retail. Uh, our, the patties that we do sell and ship to the franchisees are not cooked at all. Um, so those are unbaked patties. So there was no individual wrapping or anything like that. So we had to really vamp up mm. our infrastructure in order to support uh, retail. In fact, the first time the idea of a, a microwavable patty came up uh, was about 15 years ago. And a, a member on our board brought it up and he got laughed out of the room. Nobody's ever <laughs> heard of a microwavable patty. Nobody has ever heard of a microwavable patty. <laughs> Almost absurd. Uh, fast forward 15 years, retail is now 
70% of our business. Um, so it, it's, it has certainly been a journey. Um, how, how, how much of a concern was, was that at the time of sacrificing the quality of, of, of the, of the product, you know, by, by going microwave, is that something that I would imagine, you know, you're, you know, you're going out there to the world now. Um, I've tried it from the stores and, you know, I, I, I didn't taste a, a tremendous difference. You probably wouldn't have been able to tell me, um, you know, the difference, but was that something that you really worried about is, is, you know, is it, is this going to taste as good, you know, coming out of a yeah. microwave? Yeah, you have to, you have to be concerned about that. Um, any leader of, a, of any company would be, would, would be concerned about that, but it took a tremendous amount of research and development before we could launch the patty. Um, we wanted to ensure that your experience in biting the patty uh, was the same if you brought it home and microwaved it or if you went into the restaurant and got it from a franchisee. Um, that was incredibly important to us. And we spent a, a boatload of money on R&D um, to make sure that it was perfect. And in retail, you don't have a lot of chances. Right. So when the retailers call you up and you go on shelf, if your product's not moving, you're gone. Mm. You know, Walmart does not care that you spent X amount of money uh, to buy a wrapping machine so that you can make the box to their specifications. If they're not selling, you're gone. Yeah. Uh, it, it truly is, it, it is the big leagues. And I, we've used the baseball reference a couple of times already. And it's almost like baseball, right? It's very easy to get knocked down to the minors in baseball, right? <laughs> um, right, right. If, if you're not performing, so. And, well, um, well, like you said, I mean, Walmart's <laughs> got everyone knocking on their door, begging for shelf space. And if you know, right? I mean, if you're not selling, they're they they you know they're not Walmart and Costco. They're they're not looking to make friends in this business. You know, they're they're <laughs> not doing it because you're a nice guy. <laughs> right they're 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 looking to make money and 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 that's about it and as as tremendous as we feel about the company golden crust at the end of the day when you're dealing with these big guys the dollar trees and the walmarts of the world you know you may have high sales but you're ultimately just a spec until you get to the level of crafts and guys like that you're you're still a spec <laughs> um, uh so so that's always sobering, and, and we, we certainly keep that level of humility uh, at Golden Crust, and that's why we continue to innovate and continue to try and meet their needs. So I can imagine that, obviously, you know, COVID, you know, this time last year, COVID's coming into play, and yeah, I can't, you know, this, the devastation for a million reasons, but, you know, one of them, of course, the restaurant business, you know, especially being you know, a lot of locations on the Northeast, which, you know, at least in the beginning, just, you know, got hit so hard. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's interesting, you you have this really big retail business in, in Walmart and Costco. And, uh, you know, that, that, that area of the business has, has flourished. Um, without that, I can imagine, you know, if, if you were completely you know, you know, if all your business came from the res restaurants, it probably would have been significantly harder. Yeah, yeah certainly. The, the restaurant business has, has certainly been impacted negatively. Um, 
I, I would say that we're we're still quite blessed comparably to compared to other uh, restaurant concepts. We've we we we've certainly weathered the storm, but it, it, yeah. it was you know we we certainly got our our our, uh, our share of, of bumps and bruises. Um, but I think that's also part of that that proves out that it's it's always good to have multiple streams of income even within a business model. Right. Um, you know, our retail division ended up being up in sales during COVID. I guess a lot of yeah. people are doing shopping and, and stuff like that. So that's been very helpful. Um, but the impact of COVID, let there be no doubt, will, will forever be in our minds in the restaurant side of the business. Mm. You know, we've got restaurants with, with the glass up, um, limited labor in the back in order to create separation. Um, but, you know, th- there's certainly been some some diamonds in the rough here. I mean, this has allowed my franchisees, the ones that were not that technologically savvy um, or not that aggressive with respect to utilizing third-party platforms, i.e. Uber, Eats, i.e. Grubhub, you know, Seamless, Postmates, all that stuff, they're all on board now. Um, so we certainly saw a, a, a great spike in delivery, um, which hasn't fully made up for the foot traffic lost, but it's kept us in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was one of the, 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 the swift moves that we had to make, um, during the pandemic, uh, you know, we had to make other calls as well. We came, we had to, you know, we waived royalties at, at certain periods. Mm-hmm. Um, we've shifted advertising allocations and funds for certain periods. Um, so, you know, we've, we've really, really had to make a push. Marketing has been very busy. Um, you know, they, they're, they're focused on digital specifically, delivery seo um has certainly has certainly been uh very very active um so it was a learning period for everybody and uh we still got a ways to go but there will be certain lessons that we will we will take from covid um you know we've all had our losses personally and in business um but i think we're going to be stronger when, when when we do come out of it absolutely i mean it's you know, what can you say? I mean, it's it's been devastating on so many fronts and changed the world in so many ways. Um, it's it, it you can't even you can't even really put it into words. Uh, but it it certainly, in a lot of ways, has 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 made more you know some things more efficient and and created opportunities where, you know, where where the world goes in the next you know three five ten years you know we'll see. But uh, it's it it will be fascinating to see you know kind of especially on the restaurant business where where things take us um, that that's for sure. So talk about this is interesting. Uh, you have a, your 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 family's coming out with a new uh, uh, totally new venture uh, separate from from Golden Crust. It's a new skincare venture, um, mm-hmm. and it's you know given the the you know infrastructure you have and. Um, uh, you know, your, your experience, obviously long time experience in business and, and, you know, you've, you know, your family's accomplished so much. Talk about, you know, why this is important. Um, it's called LOMED and, you know, talk a little bit about, uh, you know, what, what it's about and, and, and kind of what's, um, you know, what's in store for this, for this new venture. Sure. So it is a, um, a venture that my immediate family is actually going to take on. Uh, the name is Loamed, and for those listening, it's L L H O M D. 
um, which has uh, a very important meaning to us. It is the first letter for each person in my immediate family. Um, and, you know, our slogan is from our family to yours. And we're going to certainly utilize the experience that we've, we've got gotten over the years at Golden Crest um, to ensure this company's success. Ultimately, what it is is a, a beauty, skincare, um, and hair company. And it's, it's geared towards uh, the African-American community, which is certainly underserved when it comes to the beauty space. There's only a few players out there. Um, so we want to see if we can um, make that availability to those customers that are out there, to those consumers um, and, and that particular base to make sure that, you know, they are served and they, they certainly can take care of the skin in the way that their skin deserves. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, what, ultimately what we're trying to do is bring a good product to market, um, you know, so that consumers can, can certainly use it and have it benefit them. Uh, similar ways that we did with Golden Crest. I was going to say, it, it's very, I mean, obviously different industry, you know, um, of course, different product, but it's similar in that with Golden Crest, you um, you found a, a need in a market, which was, you know, there was obviously at the time um, little to no, you know, Jamaican food, um, you know, in the United States or at, you know, certainly in New York, and you hit, you know, obviously filled that void. It seems like this, it's kind of the same concept here. Um, in, in that you're 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 getting into a market that seems to be under underserved at this time. Yeah, I mean that, that that's the key, right? That's how you truly that's how you truly hit it out of the park is you, you find a void or a need, um, and you fill it, and that's the name of the game when it comes to business. So that's certainly the approach that we're taking, um, and the strategy that we plan and intend to execute. And and this will be direct to consumer it'll be on sold, sold online correct it'll be an e-commerce platform um uh, b2c business to consumer direct you order it online it comes to your your front door and then we're all set nice and easy no 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 brick and mortar no no people to to deal with i don't know I no don't fixed cost be... no fixed cost we're taking the fixed costs out we've, we've been dealing with fixed costs for 32 years we figured we'd take a break Right, 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 right. Take a take a break from having a, to to deal with getting the car and 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 go visit and deal. Just uh, you know, let's let 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 people use the uh, use the internet. I like Absolutely. it. <laughs> so so before we before we run, um, what's what's in store for for you know going back to to, to the mothership Golden Crest? You know, where where do you see the company in? You know, let's call it five years, ten years. Um, you know, there've been so so much, so much has happened um, in terms of the growth and um, you know, with, with retail and the new menu and and you know everything you you've done. You know, what what's the plan? Is it kind of just keep keep the foot on the gas? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're we we intend to keep our foot fully on the gas pedal, but if, when you when you get down to it, and I, without even talk, talking metrics or numbers. In five to 10 years, the ultimate goal is for every person in this country to know what a golden crust patty is. Mm. Um, And I truly think we are getting there. We want to be the face of Jamaican cuisine in this country, similar to Taco Bell uh, for Mexican food. And some, some would say, some would submit that it's not even Mexican food, but ultimately they're the ones that brought that very mainstream. So, right. 
ultimately the goal is for me to be in the middle of Nebraska or Texas or Utah. And I mentioned Golden Crest and everybody in that room knows exactly what I'm talking about. Mm. Well, you're, you know, it's, uh, you, you've been obviously talking about that for a long time and it seems like the progress each year, each couple years, I, it, the, the name recognition gets stronger, the, the branding gets stronger. Uh, you know, you kind of take them, take it one day at a time, new people in the stores, new people, you know, seeing the commercials, new people looking, you know, opening the, uh, the frozen, the frozen food shelves in, in, in stores. It's, you know, it's kind of a slow grind, but before you know it, uh, you know, your market share and, and everything, you know, all, all these right decisions, good decisions seem to add up. Yeah, for sure. It is, um, it's a process and, and we love every bit of it. Um, you know, but you know, it, it takes, it takes resiliency, uh, strategy and execution. You got to execute, um, you know, but we're, we're, we're here for the long haul. Right. So for you, for you as a, you know, you, you're, you're, uh, you know, you're, you're obviously a, uh, you know, you got your law degree, you're, you, you're, you're an entrepreneurial guy. You've, you've accomplished a lot. You have a, you have a, a job that's, you know, very demanding and, and, you know, you, you oversee a lot of people. What, what would you recommend, you know, let's say someone's listening to this show and, you know, maybe they're just out of college or just out of law school and, um, you know, they're, they're, they're thinking about what to do next. They're entrepreneurial. Uh, you know, what would, what would your, what would your advice be for someone like that? Uh, a few things, I and mean, we kind of just touched on one. One, I would say, certainly fall in love with the process and the journey. Uh, you got to really fall in love with every step of the process and the journey, and don't expect success to come too quickly. Um, I would say certainly level set your expectations. There's going to be a lot of long nights. Um, there's going to be a lot of moments of loneliness for entrepreneurs. Um, you know, and th- there will certainly be times where you, you're going to wonder how you're going to make payroll. Um, hmm. that, that will happen. It, it's going to happen. It's inevitable. Um, but in the end, it's all worth it. And because we've been making baseball references this entire conversation, I, I, would, always, I would submit that you, you can never hit a home run working for someone else. You can hit singles, doubles, and triples, but the, the home runs are reserved for the owners. Um, so certainly worth it in the end. Give it your best shot. If for some reason it doesn't work out, try again. Um, but certainly keep those expectations level set. Don't be discouraged and enjoy the process. This is, this is making me want to go to a uh, Yankee game after after all these baseball <laughs> I'm waiting on your invite, and I'll be there. All right. Well, now we now now we can finally get back to the ballpark. But you're right. There has been. You know, there has been a lot of, but you know, it's interesting. Baseball and and and, and you know, the great American pastime, man. Baseball yep. is 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 business, and business is baseball. So they, yes, they, it they is. go hand in hand. Indeed. We'll see if your Yankees can uh, can can. We'll leave that for another show, but we'll see if we'll see what happens there. I had a good day today. <laughs> <laughs> so so if people wanna if people wanna get in touch. Uh, you know, learn more about GK, learn more about, you know, your, your new, your new venture. Um, you know, uh, where, where do they go? Uh, where, where can people, where can people get more, get, get more information? 
Okay, so first we'll start off with Golden Crust. And I, I got to say, Crust is with a K. You know, I always got to preface that. You know, we have a brand new website, which is part of the marketing campaign as well. Uh, www.goldencrustkrust.com. And we got a new website. Go out and check it out. It's actually quite awesome. Uh, we've also launched a brand new app last year. So just go to the App Store, type in Golden Crust, and that'll, you'll, you'll see that pop up. Uh, with respect to Loamed, we do have a coming soon page. So it's Loamed, L-L-H-O-M-D.com. Um, and our coming soon page is there, and you'll, you'll get you'll get a sense of, of where we're going. Um, so you can find us there. When do you expect Loam to uh, to to launch? Yeah, we're we're looking at late summer. Late summer. Okay. Well, we'll have to. You know what we'll do? Come come the time Loam that uh, come the time Loam launches. Let's we'll we'll send something out to to the listeners. Uh, we'll make sure that they that they know about it for sure. I appreciate um, that. Thank you. Of course, of course we will. Um, all right, Darren. Well, thanks for thanks for taking the time. Uh, this was certainly incredibly informative and informational. It's it's you know, like I said, the ultimate American dream and a business that is just uh, thriving on so many levels, run by um, really just incredible, uh, hardworking a family business, which is so nice to see. Um, and, uh, new ventures, new, you know, always looking forward, uh, you know, always, always looking to, you know, to what's next, uh, doing, doing, doing all the right things. Um, and, you know, I wish you continued success, uh, with this and, uh, and all else that comes your way. So thanks again. It's my pleasure, Matt. Thanks for having me. My, My pleasure. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Darren. Take care. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Deep Dives with our guest, Darren Hawthorne. Deep Dives can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll be back next week with an all-new episode of Deep Dives. Thank you.